discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Wow. I'm glad to be in church. Amazing. It's a blessing, isn't it? Tell anybody you're looking nice. Tell the other neighbor you're looking nice. Wow. Is it true? Is your, is your neighbor looking nice? Wow. You're all looking very handsome and beautiful this morning. Thank you very much. So it's our month of what? Supernatural accomplishments in our relationships. Meaning that something supernatural can happen this month. You never know. Yeah. Anything is possible. Wow. You think anything is possible? I always say that with God, all things are possible. Isn't it? Maybe nobody has proposed to you before. Maybe you're wondering whether you ever get married at all. But anything can happen in a month. In a month. In a month. Yes. In just a month. Your destiny can be turned around. Yes. So I've been sharing concerning choosing a life partner, isn't it? And I started talking about how to get the most out of your single life. Because the life partner you're going to choose is also going to choose you. Is it true? Whoever you're going to choose will also choose you. You can't say, the person is not a robot. So you can't say, I'm choosing you. It's finished. We are done. Accept my proposal or else face my wrath. It doesn't work like that. Is it true? It doesn't work like that. If you are proposing to somebody or someone is proposing to you, you have uh, an option of saying yes or saying no. No be so. Yes. So whoever you are choosing is also going to choose you. So what you are looking for in the other person, you must also have. So if you are going to choose a life partner, then you must also become a good life partner. Is it true? Yes, so that the other person does not inherit a demon when you are inheriting an angel. Praise the Lord. What do you think about what I'm saying? So it's important we understand um, how to live as an individual. When Jesus was asked in Matthew chapter 19 concerning um, whether you could, you could put away your wife for any cause, they asked him, for, can you divorce for any cause? If you come home and your wife has not cooked the meal you wanted to cook, can you divorce her? If your husband is uh, not greeting you in the mornings, can you divorce him? 
And Jesus said, no, he made, him, he made them male and female in the beginning. Meaning that the question of divorce is solved in individuals. How you are as a single person, okay, determines how you enjoy your marriage. If you are not stable as a single person, you will not have a good marriage. You will become a problem for the other person or the other person will become a problem for you. So it's important you become consistent in your thoughts, in your mind, in the way you are, so that you can be a blessing to the other person. Because as you are getting into the relationship or getting into the marriage, you are going to be bringing something on board. Just imagine going to the hospital for surgery on your, um, on your appendix. Okay, your appendix is worrying you, so you want to cut it off. You enter the surgery room and you see your sister, biological sister, who does not know anything about the surgery and is also having appendicitis, just like you. Who's, who, who operate on who? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the, it's, it's, it's the same in marriage. When you are entering marriage without when two patients enter marriage eh? when two individuals who need help get into marriage what do you think will happen you are seeking for something that the other person is also seeking for so who will give it to who we'll be at a loss we'll argue we'll fight we'll make attempts to kill each other Mind you, every divorcee was once in love. Nobody marries their enemy. Yeah. It's either you are attracted sexually, attracted with respect to beauty, attracted with respect to some, some qualities that you saw in the person. There's no divorcee who was not in love. So love is not the basis. It is not. It's not the basis or the foundation. When I say love, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm, talk, I'm, I'm talking about erotic love. When I see her, then <laughs> things are knocking things. Brother, it is like that with most, most guys. I mean, if you see most ladies, you realize that you are being moved. Is it true? <laughs> the reproductive organ or a sexual organ is, is no respecter of persons. If the Lord does not hold you, you will be surprised that you will be like a he-goat. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it takes the Holy Spirit to not do some things. Yeah. Before the fall, he made them male and female. The fall prevented male and female from functioning together as husband and wife. Now it's even even nature lets you know that it is not normal for you to stay with one woman. Have you seen one goat with one male goat with one female goat? That is all. Have you seen that before? No, you have not seen some before. Normally, if you have a pen, you will have one goat with ten female goats, one male goat with ten. Is it true? If you have a if you have a pig farm, you have one male pig and about twenty female pigs. Is it true? 
you can have one chicken, one meal, uh, cock. Is it cock, cockerel, or hen? Which one is it? <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of a male chicken? Cock. And a female chicken is what? Hen. Uh-huh. So one cock, five hens, or ten hens. Is it true? So in, if, if you get born again, you must allow the Holy Spirit. Because naturally speaking, it is not like that. It is only the Holy Spirit who can keep you with one person. Hey. Yeah, without the Holy Spirit, forget it. You'll be all over the place. You'll bring disease, sickness, death to yourself and to the one you love. You realize that before you have gotten something, genital what? HIV, or you have five children in some places that you cannot declare. You can't declare. Hey. You can't declare your assets. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? No, let's be honest. It's the truth. It's the truth. So you need the Holy Ghost to hold you so that you can zip up. Or else, you just unzip it everywhere you go. You just unzip. You unzip, you unzip in Swedro, you unzip in Accra, you unzip in Tamale, you unzip everywhere, Sam. You're unzipping. Hey. So a proper understanding of your single life because marriage does not curb your singleness or your individuality. Okay? Marriage only exposes your sing- how single you are. Do you understand? If you marry and you are not complete in yourself, marriage will expose your loneliness and expose your psychological, your psychotic problems. Eh? And your sexual problems and your emotional problems it will just unveil it it doesn't cover it in any way it doesn't care it in any way yes that is what i've been telling you god gave us our genitals when we're born your genitals will not appear when you say i do if god cares so much about fornication and which he does then he shouldn't have given us our genitals before we got married because you know that if this thing is there before this person gets married the person will just be messing up, isn't it? So why did God give it to us when we're born? He gave it to us in our birth because he's expecting you to learn how to discipline yourself. Because marriage does not curb promiscuity in any way or in any form. It rather increases it. Because you see, at certain times in your marriage, your wife may get pregnant, your wife may have some challenge, illness she's tired you can't express yourself sexually there are some i know someone who, who can go for 12 months without having sex with his wife when the wife is pregnant yes true story and they have three children eh? they have three children together so for three continuous years at different times in his life he didn't he couldn't have sex with the wife now if he was if he hadn't learned to be disciplined as a single person what do you think would have done when he had no sex what are you talking huh as a married man Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you don't learn to discipline yourself now, eh, marriage will rather accentuate your promiscuity. Yes. So your maleness and your femaleness must be complete. That's what I'm sharing with you on these things. Because you are marrying to go and give. Remember, I mentioned to you last week, isn't it? You marry to what? To give. Marriage is a, pla- it's a place to give. And there's nothing wrong with marriage. You watch some movies and they make it look as though there's a problem with marriage. When you marry, it's like it's finished. 
You can't have some kind of excitement. You can't. It's not true. There's nothing wrong with marriage. People are seeing something wrong with it because they are not going to the one who created it. Marriage is not a government institution. It, is not, it was not instituted by government. That is why the government is not concerned about your marriage. The, mar- the, the government is more concerned about your driving on the road than it is with respect to your marriage. So if you look at how you get the things you have to go through before you can have a driver's license, so much stress. They check your eye. Eh? You write exams. You go for practical drive. They'll fail. If you fail, you're supposed to get 20, right? Is it 20 or 22? 25. Who remembers? I don't remember. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get less than Less than 70%. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Are you in the church? Yeah. You go through a lot of stress. They have to check your eye. Check if you, are, you can step on the, the, the clutch and change the gear well and not be looking at the gear as you are changing it. Some people can change the gear whilst they are, as they are changing the gear. They are looking at the gear. They are forgotten about the road. They would want you to check. They want to check all those things before you come on the road. And they will even check your car every year. Roadworthy. You go. They check if your, everything is fine. They are more concerned about your driving on the road than they are with respect to your marriage. It is easy to get a marriage certificate. All you need is two witnesses. Yourself and another person. You are done. Just come and sign. Your friends. It's fine. There are no checks. They don't check if you are matured enough. They don't check if you are thinking right enough. They don't check. And there's not, the government is not concerned because it is not the government. He didn't institute it. <laughs> is it true? Yeah. So they are clearly interested in the road, road driving than your marriage. The one who is concerned about it is the one who made it. It's God. God. That is why you must go to him and find out what he has said concerning marriage in order for you to be able to understand what exactly it is and be able to have the best out of it. Because marriage is beautiful. Marriage is excellent. It's, it's wonderful. It's a blessing. The Bible says, one of you shall put to flight a thousand, but two of you shall put to flight ten thousand. You get the ten thousand flights ability when you get married. You come into agreement with somebody you can stay with for, for the rest of your life. The person takes care of you whilst you are young and you take care of the person when you are old. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. All those who have divorced have problems. Struggling with loneliness. They are alone. <laughs> yeah. Because when they were younger and were supposed to have been disciplined and taking care of themselves in a certain way, it's either the guy was all over the place because of small money he has. He has a girlfriend in Cape Coast. Another one in uh, Winneba. As you come closer, Kaswa, he has another one. As you come closer, Dansoman, every stock malam, he has one. Yeah, it's not just small, he has everywhere. And amazingly, those things betray trust. Do you see? They betray trust. So, you need the Holy Ghost. Tell anybody, you need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so before you enter, you must be correct. Because the other person is praying for a correct person. Is it true? How many of you are praying for somebody who will love you for who you are and help you grow in love and in beauty over the years? Oh, how many of you are praying for that? Look at, check your, check around, look around you. Wow. So if someone is coming to marry you and you are not 
the prayer, you are not an answer to the prayer. What do you think the person should do? You are, you are, you are a deceiver. Hallelujah. So I shared on um, some factors that will aid in getting the most out of your single life, if you remember. And I mentioned the presence of God, isn't it? I was using um, how God brought Eve. Before God brought Eve to Adam, what were the things that Adam, he gave to Adam first? The first thing he gave to him was his presence. And that's found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. Look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. I mentioned all this last week, so I'm just covering my... He says, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And the word Eden means what? Presence. Isn't it? It means pleasures. It means dainties. It means beauties. So he put him in his presence. He put the man in his presence, first of all. Psalm 16, verse 11. Thou shalt show me the path of life. In thy presence there is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, they are pleasures forevermore. This is what Eden means. Eden is the presence of God. Where there's pleasure, there's fullness of joy, there's excitement. So as a, as a single person, you must have the presence of God in a, on your own. Because you are going to give goodness to the other person. You are going to bring love to the other person. And you must be, you must be whole. If you are not whole, you become a problem. Every time we have to manage you. We have to manage your emotions. Manage your, the way you are. Every time. I mean, nobody can stand that stress. Eh? So, before you enter marriage, you must make sure you, are, you and God, you are very fine. Your relationship with God is very tight. You know how to allow God to sort out your emotions and comfort you. Because nobody outside of you can actually sort you out and comfort you. The, the attempt to look for somebody who will love you beyond measure is a futile search. It's a futile adventure. Because there's nobody in this world who can actually sort you out. No, not one. Only God. Hmm? Adam was not lonely. Oh. Adam was not lonely. If you are marrying to sort out your loneliness. <laughs> Waboka. Wabo what? Uh-huh. You are in trouble. So you see people who are always giving their husbands problems and giving their wives problems. You don't care about me. You don't call me. You don't do... You are, you are lonely. That's why I'm looking for calls at 1 a.m. In the afternoon at 12 p.m. We should call you out. We are at work. Why? Is it by force? Hey! Wow. It's not by force. It shouldn't become uh, like a, a, what? a requirement for the, for the marriage to work. Do you understand? Yeah. You are lonely. That is the issue. And the loneliness can only be met and only be sorted out by someone called the Holy Spirit. He's the God of all comfort. He's a, he's a helper. He's a great helper. He's a great counselor, the great guide who counsels you and guides you in life on a personal level. Nobody knows what is going on in your head and in your heart as more than God. So without him, you, I mean, forget it. You will not be satisfied. And you'll be looking for the satisfaction from people. And when you don't get it, you look for it from another place. So you can be married. Your husband may not be doing so because he can't keep up. Do you understand? 
Or what I'm seeing is bad. The way you are all looking at me like this is like what I'm seeing is bad. Am I saying something bad? Yeah. Your husband cannot keep up. Your wife cannot keep up. It's not possible. They are not God. Okay? They are not God. Don't make them God. They are not. They can't be God. It's not possible. If you are looking for it, you are not finding it. Another gentleman will come. Hello, how are you? Ah, oh, you're looking nice. You want your husband to be passing comments about your dress every time. He may not be able to keep up as much as you'd want. But then another person, a bad boy who knows a lot of things, will start commenting you over comment. You know that what he's doing, you know what he's doing, but then you like it. Yeah, you know, but you like it. Because it makes you feel good. Only God can make you feel good. Before you realize, your second born is not for your husband. Your second born is for that boy. Wow. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? Then give me some fans as I'm preaching to you. Give me some fans. <laughs> only, the, only, only the Holy Spirit can sort you out. Only the Holy Spirit. The loneliness you feel. That space is for God. It's not for any human being. If you give it to a human being, they'll break your, you'll be surprised. They'll break your heart. They'll shatter it. You see, the only thing that will make you stable in life is God. Just imagine if your husband does what you didn't think he would do. Who will comfort you? Just imagine if your wife did what you didn't imagine she would do. What will you do if you go and meet someone on your wife? And your wife is responding to the the action more than she does to you. Will you what will you do? It's one of the questions we ask before you get married. What will you do? Will you kill the person? You will go to jail. You see, you will go to jail for something that you didn't like. It's not, it's not part of it. You are not the one at fault, but you will go to jail because you couldn't keep your emotions, you couldn't handle yourself. Do you understand? Uh-huh. What will you do if there's a problem? Without the Holy Spirit, you would not know what to do. You will cry your heart out and die. You will hang yourself. People have hung themselves over relationships, over things, slits people's throats over relationships. Because there's no God. There's no presence. They are not full. They are not okay. If you are not okay, you are a patient. You can't marry. You are a patient. You need to be worked on. You can't marry. Eh? You will slap, you will kick, you will do all kinds of things because ah, I thought you do the same. You know, and there are some people who are already they are already dying. They are on their the verge of dying. They just need a push. So one slap, pop, and then that's there. The person is dead. Hey, wake up, wake up. The person is gone. Next, you are behind bars. The person just needed a push, and you you brought the push. Have you seen some people? There are some people they are already dying. They are on the verge. They are just on the verge of death, and then you come and push them. With a slap or a punch. So that's the first thing we mentioned. He gave him his presence. The next thing he gave to him was purpose or work. Okay? So factors that will aid in in getting the most out of your single life. The first one is presence of the parents of God. Number two is what? Purpose. I've spoken about this on so many occasions. So I'll not talk too much about it. If you're a man without purpose, you are not yet ready to choose a partner. And nobody's supposed to respond to your proposal. You were a joke. 
if you respond to someone's proposal, someone who is not going anywhere's proposal. Look at Genesis chapter 2. Let's read verse 15. Genesis 2, 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden. Then he says, to dress it and to keep it. He gave it to him to what? To dress it and to keep it. The word to dress means to work. The Greek word is ergon. Okay, to work. So he gave him work. Now, am I, are we talking about working with MTN, working with Vodafone, working with Barclays or uh, Absa now, Ecobank? Is that what we are looking at? No, that's not what we are looking at. We are looking at something higher. We are looking at God gave him something higher, purpose. He gave him a reason for existence. What is purpose? Purpose is the reason or the intent behind the manufacture of a particular thing. Yeah. Absa can collapse. Ecobank can collapse. But what does your life stand for? Do you see? What does your life stand for? That's what we are talking about. In Isaiah chapter 28, look at Isaiah chapter 28. There's a similar word is used there. Dress it. Isaiah 28 verse 21. It says, For the Lord shall rise up as in Mount Perazim, he shall be wroth as in the valley of Gibeon, that he may do his work, his strange work, and bring to pass his act, his strange act. The word bring to pass is the same word dress it in Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. So to bring to pass or to become, okay, to make, to become, is what it's, we, are, we are looking at. That is what you are becoming. What are you becoming as an individual? What is your purpose? What are you existing for? What is your life all about? Are you just a doctor? What will you do if you should lose your certificate or your license? God made you for a reason, and you must find out what that reason is. Yes, you have to. You have to take your time and find, because you see, the woman, women are very powerful. <laughs> women are the most powerful beings you can think about. Between men and women, women are more powerful than men. Women have more strength than men do. Do you know that? Or you don't know? That's why most men die before their wives. A woman has capacity to go for a longer time. A woman can carry a baby, have another baby behind her, have so many things. I mean, she can be working, doing all kinds of things. She's stronger. The wife is there, or the woman is there, to be a help meet for the man. She comes to come and help with what the man is doing. I'm not, so how will your wife help you if you're working with Ecobank? How will she come to Ecobank and come and help you? If that is the help she's supposed to bring, then all of us should have our wives in our various workplaces. Like when you marry, your wife joins you there. That is not what we are talking about. Do you see? It, it goes beyond work. It has to do with purpose. Why are you existing? Why are you existing? Ask your neighbor, why are you existing? When all the money is finished. Eh? When all the money is gone. When all the, the people are gone. Your purpose is what will stand. The reason for your existence is what will stand. For most of us, or for some, not most of us, for some of us, even the TV has more purpose than we do in this life. We are just living. Yes, TV will purpose. TV has purpose. The TV has found this purpose. He knows that he's supposed to be in your sitting room or in your bedroom for you to watch it. 
When you put it, when you give it an instruction to give you the reply, what is your life for? Ask your neighbor, what is your life for? Ask the other neighbor, what is your life for? If there is no purpose, the woman is not coming to come and do anything. Your purpose is what unites you. Hmm? Like I said, I've preached about it for, for so many. Whenever I spoke about, I speak about relationships. That's the first thing I talk about. So I recommend that you go for those messages. Okay? I think the one we are listening to on Wednesdays, I even mentioned, isn't it? Isn't it? How to marry and stay married. I spoke about purpose. So there's no need to talk about it too much here. If you don't have the message, get it on, it's on podcast. But your purpose is very important. And God gives you your purpose. Your manufacturer gives you your purpose. So you must find out from God what you are existing for. Okay? And it's very easy to find out. Jesus said, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Your manufacturer is building one thing. It's called the church. So your purpose must be inside the house of God and inside the kingdom of God and what he wants you to do in the kingdom of God. Some of us have a purpose of sponsoring the kingdom of God. Some of us have a purpose of preaching the kingdom of God. Some of us have a purpose of making some things happen for God. That is why I exist. After all, after all is said and done, that is the only thing you get out of this world with. The, if your purpose is to have five cars, you will leave all the five cars here on earth. Or, or it will leave you here on earth. So that cannot be the reason why you are existing. Why are you existing? You are existing for a reason. To build what God is building. So brother, key in. Tell me about key in. Yeah, if that is not there, you, you are just existing. You are just around. You may get money. You may eat nice food. You may eat beggar with chips and all of that. Eh? And nourish your body for in 40 years. Do you know in 40 years? Termites. Do you know all are eating, all are doing whatever. When this body dies, it will be put in, in the ground, isn't it? And do you know that when it is put in the ground, after some years, you will not be like this. You, you will just be left with bones. And we can't tell you from another person. Is it true? Where will your flesh go to? Some, there are some termites, special termites who eat dead bodies. That's their job. That's their purpose. <laughs> so all the nice meals you are eating, oh, you, are, you, are nourishing, you are nourishing yourself for the termites. So if your life is to have good, like also you are looking at having, a good, having good meals for the, next, for the rest of your life. Ooh. That cannot be the reason why you are existing. Then it means that your life is just for the termites. The infortier. That's the, the English word for them. Infortier. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm saying? Tony, but what is your purpose? Why are you existing? You know, when this one is not in place, eh, because of the way women are, when they get a man who's, who doesn't have purpose, they, they have too much. Like, there's so much energy, there's so much to, to be done. So they start working on their own. They start doing things on their own. If you've noticed, all the markets we have, it's just men that are there. Just women. Shops. If we say shops, women. You will not seldom will you see a man in a shop. Dressmaking, women. Restaurant, women. What else? You wonder what men do. It's the truth. I mean, everywhere you women, women everywhere. Where what? The men do drug driving. 
basically an Uber. Basically. Wow. And then you see that it starts bringing competition to the marriage. Because a man has no purpose and is existing for no reason, but has a wife, he begins, and the wife is working, making money, moving around, he begins to become jealous of the wife. Why? Why are you so powerful? Why, why do you have so much money? I want you to stay home. I don't want you to work. I want you to do this. I want you to... Then you start limiting her. And it becomes another problem altogether. Then the fight starts. Your wife starts doing things behind you. Yeah. She'll build five houses without your knowledge. And rent it out to you. <laughs> yeah, because a woman is very powerful. She can't sit. It's not possible. She can't just sit and watch her children suffer. And not have something to eat. And not have reason for existence. She would want to do something. She said, help me. So she will start moving. And you will start becoming jealous. And you will start limiting her. You start, you become a sabotage. Hmm? You start sabotage, right? You start sabotaging her. She's doing something. No, no, no. I don't want you to do this. What, what should I do? Just sit down. Sit down and watch. Sit down and watch what? Wow. That is why some women have decided to also become powerful on their own by what's it called? Uh, Pepper Dem Ministries, eh? Pepper Dem. How do you say? How do you call them? Women empowerment. You don't need a man to exist. You don't need a man for whatever. You don't need a man, brother, sister. You need a man. <laughs> Stop going against the word of God. You need a man, I tell you. You need a man. Yeah. Hallelujah. Do you like my message? Well, let me jump to number three. I want to give you an opportunity to ask questions, okay? So the third thing that you need. So as a, as a single person, if you are choosing somebody, you choose somebody with purpose. How do you choose a life partner? Choose someone who has the presence of God. Do you see? The person has the presence of God. He doesn't need you to be fine. <laughs> she doesn't need you to be fine. He won't come and say, if I don't marry you, I'll die. If you don't marry me, you'll die. Then die. You should know clearly that that person is going to destroy your life. He's going to demobilize you. Immobilize you. You are going to be his everything. And that is not healthy for you. Even when you want to scratch your back, you can't scratch because he's holding you. Don't scratch your back. You are mine and I'm yours. Hey. Psychological problems will start developing. Mental issues. He will cut you away from all your friends. Because he's insecure. Do you see? He'll cut you away from all your friends. You marry, it's finished. All your family, everybody should go. Yes. Every good thing you have in your life, you cut it. Because he's so insecure. He feels like... You are mine. Something is going on. It's fine, small, small. Before you realize, your life is done. Yeah. What do you think about what I am saying? You need somebody who knows the Lord for him or herself. You don't, he doesn't need your encouragement. You have to force the person to go to church. Eh? Me. I don't have, do you have time for such things? You don't have, just imagine if you have to force your husband to go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. You are, you are in trouble. You can't focus. You can't do your purpose in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Forget it, it's gone. Your marriage will take away 
your function, your function in the house of God is finished. You are married. What happened to you? I got married. When you get to heaven, you ask, what happened to you? You say, I got married. Your marriage will be the end of your life. Wow. Presence. Number two, what? Purpose. 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 If, there's no, if the man does not have a purpose, there's nothing to help with. You have quarrels, unnecessary quarrels over unnecessary things. Even over food. You'll be surprised. Even over food. Have you seen a couple that are annoyed with each other? Like they are annoyed with each other for 10 years. I know someone who not talked to the wife for 20 something years. Yes, no talking. He made amends when he was about to die. Yeah. Yes. Sorry? You go and meet Jesus when. You go and meet Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Purpose. Purpose is the common ground that will help us relate well. You have a lot to talk about. You see, communication is the lifeline of every marriage or the bloodline of every marriage. You see, without, if we don't, blood doesn't flow into your, into your thumb, your thumb will die. Is it true? So, communication is what causes marriage to work. Okay? Now, if you're an individual and you're not ready to communicate, know that you're not ready to marry. If you're not ready to communicate, to talk about everything and nothing, you're not ready to marry. These days, social media is killing marriages. Because they are in, they are in bed together, but everybody's on Facebook, on Twitter, something. And they are relating with other people, updating their statuses, updating all kinds of things, and their marriage is dying. Because there's nothing to talk about. You get it? There's nothing really... Ah, haven't you done some before? You and, you and your roommates, you're all in the room. But everybody's on the phone. Have you done some before? It's not different from marriage. Oh, it's even worse in marriage. When you finish having the sex, everybody goes to social media. Browsing. The sex is not exciting. There's nothing nice about it. Yeah, there's nothing nice about it. No communication, nothing. Not just on social media, relating with others. Because there's no, sorry? They see, they see more real than the one who is by you in the room. Hey. Sally, marriage is not, a, it's not for children. No. You must understand what it is before you, you go into it. You are ready to communicate. And purpose is what to give you the opportunity to communicate about a lot of things. When I was proposing my wife, I didn't say, without you, I would not, I would not survive. Without her, I would survive. Without me, she will survive. It's the truth. If I should die today, she will remarry and continue her life. She will cry for some time because she loves me. But you can't cry for 10 years. That one too is a problem. Yeah. After some time, you realize that. You see, have you lost somebody before? Have you lost somebody before in your life? Have you lost an important person in your life before? Father, mother, brother, something. Have you lost somebody before? Do you remember the person every day? Every morning when you wake up. Oh, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> you are doing your makeup. <laughs> oh, coffee. Oh. Even when the person was alive, you weren't remembering the person like that. If you like, die and see. Life will continue without you. You'll be surprised. So if someone is proposing to you and saying, without you, I don't know what I'll do. Without you, I'll die. Without you, I'll not survive. Die and see. You are doing your makeup. And it's not true. It's not true. So if they come and say, uh, without you, I take my heart and I run on batteries. Take my heart and I run on solar panels. Hey, they are lying to you, you should know. It's just words. You understand? It's just words. It's nice. 
enjoy it, but you must have wisdom. Let him say whatever he wants to say, but look for purpose. What will we be doing? A policeman got married to a beautiful lady. I've shared the story before. And, you know, they were into all kinds of things, clubbing, all kinds of things. They were a very nice, beautiful couple who had one purpose along that line. Then this policeman got born again after about five, six years into their marriage. Then after some time, he was serious with God. He was just becoming serious with God and everything and going and going and going. And then he became a pastor. And the wife had to become an Osofumame. Do you know Osofumame is not pastor? Osofumame is a lady who is married to a pastor and hence has the responsibility of taking care of the flock. <laughs> like the husband who is called, but the wife is not called. Is in my case, I'm called. My wife too is called. My wife has a pastoral ministry. In his case, he's called. His wife is also called. She has a pastoral ministry. Do you understand? Well, you don't enter the thing, force somebody into somebody, something. The wife said, no, I will not do this thing. Because it was going to change her dress and she has to dress in a certain way. Her makeup had to change in a certain way. She said, no. So she'll wear tight leggings and she'll be in front of the church and she'll be doing this. He said, I married you as a policeman. I didn't marry you as a pastor. This thing that you are doing is, is your whatever. It's not mine. I, I won't give up my boozing. I won't give up my whatever. This is your, it is you. It's not me. I'm a slave queen. And I'm a slave queen for life. Hey. So you see the pastor preaching. And the Lord said that the wife would just intentionally stand up with her leggings and her, bot her bottoms. Two Niger coconut bottoms. And she just walk in front of the congregation as though she was going to take something. The husband is preaching. Ah, the Lord is touching you. Then she'll just stand up. Hey! What a shock. Brother, you need to find purpose. Sister, you need to find purpose before you say yes. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. That is why some people can work with Echo Bank and then retire. After retirement, it's finished. They, are, they will argue. No purpose. Your life is, you are not here to just work with MTN and work with Echo Bank. Find out what God wants you to do in his kingdom. That's why you're existing. Or you don't think so. Yeah. That's why you're existing. Okay? Yes, Number three, God gave him knowledge of his word. Knowledge. And that's what you need. Knowledge. If you're choosing, find someone who has knowledge of God's word. And what it means is that you must have knowledge of God's word. Genesis chapter 2. Verse 16 now. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. So he commanded him. Have you seen it? He gave him his word. Next verse. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. He gave him his word. Tell me, but he gave him his word. Yes, the word of God is the manual for life. Is it true? Yeah. Is the word of God the manual for life? Yeah. If you know, if you want to know how you function, you must get the word. Now, there are three or four things the word of God gives to you as a single person, and hence, when you are choosing, you must look for those things with respect to knowledge. The first thing is that the word of God gives you identity. Say identity. identity. A lot of people don't know themselves. Meanwhile, you are going to love your wife as yourself. And you are going to love your husband as yourself. If you have not found yourself and have not learned to love yourself, then how are you going to love the other person? 
Matthew chapter 22. Look at Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39. So a healthy self-concept. The word of God gives you a healthy self-concept or a healthy identity. Okay? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Next verse. This is the first and great commandment. Next verse. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Have you seen it? You shall love your neighbor as what? As yourself. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. Then we'll read verse 33. Ephesians 5, 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. So if you don't know how to love your own body, you can't love your wife. Because you're supposed to love your wife as you love yourself. He that loveth his wife, that's what? Loveth himself. So if you've not had self-love, you are not settled with your identity. As a person, as a human being, you are not to be chosen. And you are not to choose. It's similar to the parents of God, but there's a slight difference. I'll show you. Go to, verse, go to the next verse, verse 29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. So you expect it to nourish yourself and cherish yourself. If you don't know yourself, you can't nourish yourself and cherish yourself. And hence, you can't nourish and cherish somebody else. Pinch your neighbor and let's see if it is painful. Is it painful? Uh-huh. Those who have meant their neighbor are pinching, really. Is it painful? Everybody loves themselves, isn't it? If you don't love yourself, you will not know how to love somebody. If you don't love yourself, you will not know what it means to slap somebody. When you slap somebody, it's painful. You can't slap yourself effectively. You can't. Like, really, actively, painful. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. If you don't identify yourself properly, Okay, you will not know when you are doing something evil to somebody, somebody's daughter. You want to take her from her house, her father, her mother, her uncles, everybody was there in the engagement, and you are smiling. All your 32 was out. <laughs> then they said to the lady, eh, This young man has brought all these things to you. They said we should take it, and that he's taking you away. Do you want us to take the things? Then she will look at you. Then you also look at her. <laughs> and then she'll say, Please, take it. If you don't take it, it will worry me, Pa. Then you're happy. <laughs> Foolish boy. Once you start slapping him, slapping her, you should know that it is someone's daughter. Foolish boy. When you start giving her emotional problems, she cooks while you are not eating. She she's talking to you. Can hey, my friend, keep quiet. What do you mean? It's men who talk here. Women don't talk here. Come on, get out. Hey, I thought this was your wife. You are not ready to marry, I tell you. If you've not found yourself. You see, and amazingly, you can only identify yourself in Christ. So your identity in Christ is very crucial. Very, very crucial. If your identity is in your family ties, your family name that is all that makes you important i am i am 
and what? A goofy adult family. I nearly said something, but I'm not supposed to say it. What do you mean? That's all your that's all you find identity in. Your family line. Hmm? Where you were born? You were born in UK, so it's like you're Antonio Mufro. Before you come. Hey. Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Like it changes, it changes the whole thing. Like we can't relate. We can't flow. Your identity is in, is, is in how much money your father ha- has and how much money your mother has. That does not work in marriage. If you are married, this is us. It's me and you. It doesn't have to do with your father, your mother, where you were born, or all the, your, the associations you have. I went to this school. I went to that place. I was in America five years. Is that what your identity is found in? That is not true identity. It's, it's, shake, it's, it's shaky. It's shaky. Your wife can't suggest to you. Keep quiet. Do you know why I went to school? Where did you go to school? Foolish boy. Where did you go to school? Your husband can't suggest to you. Oh, baby, I think you should do it like this. Hey, do you know I went to this school? You went to this school and so what? Ah, what's the school? <laughs> Your real identity is in Christ. Do you understand? Look at verse 33. Ephesians 5, 33. This is what brings problems in marriages, though. Am I lying? Those of you have been married, and those of you have we've counseled people, and you see, ah, how can this one be a problem? Why should it be a problem? You studied in America, and, uh-huh, and so what? I am from I am from uh, 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 Tamale. I'm from Sabunzongo. We are we are marrying. <laughs> the earlier you drop the America, the better. No, be so. Drop it and let's marry. Let's marry. Let's be happy and marry. We don't need America in the marriage. Let's be happy. Do you understand? Let's be happy. If you're marrying somebody who has identity crisis, you're in trouble. So choose someone who is who knows his identity in the Lord, and also accept the proposal of someone who knows the identity in the Lord. Nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, so love his wife. Even as himself. An identity crisis makes you either inferiority inferiority complex or superiority complex. Hmm? An identity crisis either makes you inferior or makes you superior. He says, love her, even as yourself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband, a woman who has problems with identity, who have a problem with submission. So you can't marry. The God who created marriage says that wives submit to your own husbands. That's what he said. He didn't say, wives, rock shoulders with your husband. He said, wives, submit to your husband. If you have an identity crisis, you will not be satisfied in yourself. When your, wife, your husband says, oh baby, can you please take this for me? Why are you always sending me? Since we got married, you have asked me to take so many things for you. Is this what our marriage is all about? I should take a lot, I should do a lot of things. But why? Why? I'm a woman, oh. I'm a woman. I'm an independent woman. Go and marry your independence. 
You feel that they are going to take advantage of you. If you declare your finances, if you let your financial life be known to your husband, it's like you take advantage of you. So you are earning 10,000, but your husband thinks you are earning 1,000. Because you don't want to be taken advantage of. You are too old for your own, your own good. Your mind is too big. You believe in your mind and you believe in your things more than you believe in God and in the marriage that he has given to you. Yeah! And you can't you can declare some things. You feel, you feel, if you are not careful, your husband will register properties in his name and leave you. You are, you are paranoia. Paranoid. Every small move now. You know, there was this... There was this man and a wife sitting in their hall. You know, and their house has the short wall. And when cars are passing by, you see the cars, you see the light of the cars as they pass. As we're sitting in the hall, a car passed by in the evening, and the lights fell into the house, into the hall, and we're sitting in the hall. And the man, the man looked out. Then the wife said, Uh-huh. Is it one of your girlfriends who is prompting you that you should come out? And the husband said, ah, what is it? Is it one of your girlfriends who's telling you to come out now? Ah. You see, she was married. But she, she, she's, not, she's not fine. She doesn't know herself with the Lord. Do you see? Yeah. She doesn't know that she's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. She doesn't know that she's complete in Christ. And that's no need. You see, when you, Adam was not looking for a wife, Adam was really satisfied. How many of you know that? Adam was not looking for a wife. Adam was very fine. He had enough love, enough joy, enough blessings. So much that God said, you have too much. You need to give to somebody else. God had to interrupt Adam and give him a wife. Adam was not looking. Whenever you are looking for somebody to complete you, you are not ready to marry. You are looking for somebody to complete you. You feel your association with this person. Your marriage to this person will help you with your self-identity. Everybody will see that here. Yeah. When you are doing worship, you only do worship with your left hand. Glory, glory. Oh, Lordy. The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Your identity is in the, is in the ring. When something happens and it comes off, you are, you are in trouble. Hey. I don't know if you like my message or you don't like my message. Your identity should be in the Lord. Should be in Christ. I'm in Him. I'm satisfied. Do you see? I'm not looking. I'm not looking for all those who are chasing all over the place. When are you married? When are you married? They are actually not interested in your marriage. When you marry and you have a problem, they will be the first people to talk about it. Make sure you are fine before you say yes to somebody. Don't say yes to just anybody. Who needs you to be complete? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. The person is a missing rib. They say missing rib. Eh? But when that rib dies, you find another rib. Is it not true? My friend, let's be serious. So you must be completing yourself. Tell everybody you must be completing yourself. And love yourself. Like love who you are. Do you understand? Uh-huh. You are not, it's like you have problems. That's why some people don't declare their past before they get married because they are not comfortable with themselves. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Someone can marry somebody and the person does not know that the person has a child somewhere. Someone can marry and then they will not know that you've done abortion before. In Christ, you'll be comfortable with everything that has happened. This is, this is who I am. When you, when you know your identity in Christ, you are not afraid of your past. You're not afraid to say that, oh, I had, I've been exposed. I've been exposed before. I've had a, a wild life before. And a, a gentleman or a lady who is also not completing herself will have a problem if you are going to talk like that. But if the person is completing herself, she'll say, I love you for you. With all that you come with. I'm marrying you, not those people. I love you. Let's continue with our lives. Let's chart a better course for our future. Not, hey, mm-hmm. is that so? Uh-huh. So what did you do? What did you do? What was the style you did? We are called a bonny baba, yeah. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you can declare some things. You can declare. I knew a lot of things about my wife. She knew everything about me. She knew my past, all the problems I've had. She knew it. So there's nothing. She didn't accept me in pretense, like me pretending to be something I am not. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I could tell her freely because I had come to accept my, myself in the Lord. And I was not afraid of my past. What has happened in my past? Of course, you two, you don't become graphic in your descriptions of your past. Okay, so I slept with 17 men. Number one was this pe- No, let the person know that I've had, a, I've had experience. And you two, don't be, don't be interested in finding out details. So what happened? Where did you go? Who did you talk to? Where did you hide? Where did you have the, that encounter? Is it, is, it, is, it your, is it your matter? It's not your matter. I've had, a, I've had a past. I've done abortion before. Oh yes, I've done abortion before. It's not, it's not a problem. Or oh, is it a problem for you? Oh no, it's not a problem for me. <laughs> then you move on with your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not hiding things. When you get married, some people don't have wombs. Eh? But they will never see. They'll be married five years. We are looking for a child. We are right. Your husband is sweating. He's having sex with all of his might. With all styles. Doing all kinds of things. No issue. No child. You know. Are you quiet? Your husband will be, you'll be going to the hospital. Yeah, doctor. So what is happening? Oh, everything is fine. They won't check your wife. <laughs> and you're moving on, moving on. Ten years, fine. Well, not, nothing is happening. Then later on, your wife will say, Baby, <laughs> I want to tell you something. <laughs> Listen, it's too late. You should have said it earlier. You are not coming to say, What do we do? It, is, it will be difficult to put our faith to work now. People have had children without wombs. Anything is possible. See, if you don't accept yourself in Christ, you have problems. You did bad about a dry talk. Hallelujah. Don't be hiding. Skeletons. And the skeletons are Dean Yunya. Do you, do you know a Dunya? I don't know how to say it in English. How do you say it in English? It's eating you up. Eh? Hmm. 
Wow. So it gives you a good self, healthy self-concept. You have a healthy identity. Okay? Is what I'm saying important for you? Choose somebody who is settled in him or herself. And I set the proposal of someone who is also settled in Christ. Okay? Yeah. Paul was not afraid to declare what had happened in, in his past. In fact, it was part of his gospel. And it was part of the mercy of God for his life. He called himself the chief of sinners. How come you can't say what has happened in your past? Because you have not accepted yourself. You hate yourself. You don't like some things about you. So you have to hide. You have to say something. So it becomes very difficult. Like I said, it gives you either superiority complex or inferiority complex. Because of some experiences you've had, you, 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 you are okay with anything. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You had a guy who was, was beating you. Now that you are married, you don't mind to be beaten. It's normal. When they are beating you, <laughs> this one we have seen it. Ah, we are tired. The ba- you even use scriptures to console yourself. The Bible says if they slap you on the left, the right cheek, turn the left. So, baby, you can hit the, you can hit this one too. You see, you know, you didn't accept yourself, so you couldn't reorganize yourself and know that this is not correct. So that you can accept someone who would, you know, accept you for what you are and move with you. Hey. Number two thing that the knowledge of God's word gives to you is. It gives you knowledge of your self-worth as well. So apart from your identity, it gives you self-worth. Say self-worth. Have you seen it? Self-worth. Say self-worth. Your worth is not in money. Hmm? There are men who think that money is what makes them of value. So they'll do everything looking for it and ignore the, the wife. Ah, when the wife complains, ah, but I'm looking for money. Is that not what you want? That is not what she wants. She wants you. She wants your time. Wow. Yeah. For some, their their self-worth is in their beauty. And amazingly, the Bible says beauty is vain. Beauty is fleeting. It vanishes with time. You see, even your smooth face will start becoming wrinkled with time. It's like they didn't iron it well. It will just start, you know. (laughs) So if that is all you find your worth in, do you you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's all your worth is in. Your beauty. You have a problem. Hmm? Your self-worth is in your appearance. How you appear. A good suit. A good... What if you can't buy the good suit with time? What are you going to do? When your self-worth is in fleeting things, it affects you emotionally. 
When those things are not there, you are not happy. This is what I'm talking about. And when you are not happy, you destabilize the happiness of the other person. You give the other person problems. When there's no money, you see, some of us have, have had times in our lives where there was no money. But it was our happiest moment. Because our worth is not in money. My wife and I have eaten banku and pepe. So many times. Is it a bad thing? Uh. Ah, it's not a bad thing. But for someone, if it is not, we are not in some restaurants. If you are not in some places, it's like things are not fine. Hey. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. What do you think? Hmm? Before I got married to my wife, she would travel abroad, you know? She would do some shopping abroad. <laughs> Namidis. I, I bothered my first, the first flight in my life with her. The first time I sat in a plane, it was with her. As my wife, she has been a blessing to me. Like her presence in my life has made me international. I tell you. And I've told her on, on so many, is that true? I had never sat in a plane before when I got married to her. Even before, I think we were in the process of getting married and then we had to go to Accra to come and do something. Then we came on a flight and then she held my hand and said, it's a little shaky. I said, hey. <laughs> what a shock. I traveled out of the shores of this country. First time it was with her. She was showing me airports. This one is this one. Let's pass here. Let's pass there. Let's pass there. Now I'm I can show you. Let's pass here. Let's pass there. Let's pass here. Hey. <laughs> we didn't have anything. Shopping for the wear. There's no shopping for the anywhere. Let's go here and go and buy the things we need for our lives. Because her self-worth was not in those things. When it was reduced to the barest, barest. Yeah. She didn't, it wasn't a problem in our marriage. Like, since I got married to you, now I can't, I can't shop at H&M. I can't shop at uh, Pick and Pay. I can't, pick, I can't shop at Zara. Sister, we are shopping at KJTR by the roadside. Let us shop by the roadside. Hey! As you are moving and you see something, you just stop, you pick it and put your back, and then you keep going. As though nothing has happened. Herself, what was not in appearance, money, this one. Neither was mine. Now I can, we can afford to do some things. Yeah, I can afford to do some things. You can go to some places and shop. Shop, be happy. Yeah. She didn't... You know, strangle me. This is my value. This is my worth. So if you have to steal to maintain it, steal to maintain it. Trouble. Trouble. Maintenance fee. You have to pay maintenance fee. Hey. Obaya. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing like that. We could be happy. We could flow. Her self-worth was not in that. Her self-worth was in the Lord. Do you see? If we can't afford to go to some places, we are here. If we can't afford to go on a vacation, we are here. When the money comes to us to go on a vacation, we will go. Yeah. We move. We are moving. Let's move and be happy. Yeah. Exactly so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
It's not in appearance. Quality of clothing, quality of whatever, quality of... You see, then it, 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 it starts worrying you. Becomes a problem for you and for the person who you are married to. Or you are going to marry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm saying? Hmm? Your self-worth, some people's self-worth are in their intelligence. Intelli- do you know intellect? Intelligence. Or you, can, you are smart. You can do some things, you can think in a certain way. Your spouse is not like that. Or whoever it is that God has given to you is not like that. So it's like, this person is not my class. Yeah. <laughs> if that's all you are looking for, you have a problem. Someone can be smart and very foolish. Smart foolishness. <laughs> eh? uh-huh. So, choose someone who has knowledge of God and of his word. You are, you are, you are better off. So, the last thing, the third thing, the, the word of God, knowledge of God's word, that's for you is that it helps you with your emotional maturity. Okay? Emotional what? Maturity. <laughs> An emotionally immature person cannot marry. Should not be chosen and should not choose. When you are touchy. Hmm? Do you know t- a touchy person? We can't exist around your environment. Ah, why? Why is that when you came, you didn't greet me? Ah, I just walked in. I, my mind is not even on you. You didn't greet me. Should have said hi when you came in. Ah. Is it by force? There is it by force. Hey. Emotionally immature people. One of the things you should test before you enter a relationship with somebody and hence marriage is to check the person's emotional maturity. What will you do if I don't call? Will you, not, will you be angry for five days that I didn't call you when I said I was going to call you? And I called maybe two hours later and tried to apologize. That oh, something came. What will you do? There are a lot of emotionally matured young ladies and emotionally matured young men who are in the, in the system. When your boss needs you to do something, your wife will become a problem and you will divorce. Yeah, she doesn't understand some things. When you keep late nights, nah, problem. You know, you have to do something. And you have told her, I'm doing this. Yet she's not satisfied. Hey. I worry a bit more worry, Do you like what I'm saying? So the word of God gives you what? Emotional maturity. Say emotional maturity. Eh? Not settling in your temperament. This is how I am. Pastor, this is how I am. I am choleric. I'm a very strong, heavy person. I don't easily agree with people. Hey. One man told me, he said that, Pastor, you are reasonable. I am not reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you are reasonable. You are, reason- you are a pastor. You are a reasonable man. I am not a reasonable man. Yeah. He said, I am not a reasonable man. And what you are saying, I'm not going to take it. Yeah. That was what, that was what he told me. I am not a... You see, that's an emotion, emotionally mature... No wonder he's divorced. His wife could not stay with him. His wife could not stay with him. His wife said, I want to go and do my master's. 
Why do you want to go and do your master's? Who will take care of the children? Can't we bring some people to come and help with their children? Can't we? Ah, can't we? Uh-huh. But he's not, he's not reasonable. No, you are, the, you are the wife. You must stay and take care of the children. And do this and do that and do that. The master's not like I'm traveling to Afghanistan to go to the master's. I'll be going to school here and coming back. No, you can't go. I am the man. Finish. On bending, we can't bend you. Easily offended. Small thing now, you are not happy. And we have to we have to sing konya about everything. Do you know sing konya? We have to have a sitting every time about one thing or the other. When something happens, we have to wake up at 4 a.m. And then we'll, we'll wake up at 4 a.m. Baby, I'm sorry. Let's talk about this. You know, you don't have to be offended about this. This one, I didn't mean it. Ah. Shelly, man must sleep. Oh. Woman must sleep. Because you are married to you, we can't have peace of mind. Hey. Do you like my message? I don't like my message. There's nothing like an emo- emotionally mature person. Nothing. Yeah. It, the person gives you the benefit of the doubt. Gives you benefit of the doubt. Or maybe he didn't call me because of A, B, C, D. Not your, your suspicion antenna. You are more than CIA, more than BNI. Hey. Mm. Mm, I can smell something. When my son enters the kitchen, he will say, I can smell something. <laughs> you are smelling something every time. Why was your phone off? Why? I thought you were supposed to have called me at this time. Why didn't you call me? Foolish girl. You should be calling me all the time. Hey. You put GPS track on the person. Monet- you, are- you have a monitoring spirit. Easily offended. Touchy. With Timmy Wakami. Too sensitive, overly sensitive over nothing. Those are the people who fight over toothpaste. Where you press it from, middle or bottom. Soap. How whether the soap is wet or not or dry. You have there's something wrong with you. You are emotionally unstable. And we should not marry you, and you should not marry anybody. Stay in your corner until you are ready to change. Don't marry. That's it. Listen, the bed will not be laid. If you are going to fight over bed being laid in your marriage, you are in trouble. <laughs> ah. We didn't come, we didn't marry to lay bed. Do you understand? Yeah. One man of God said, hey. He said, man of God, I've been married for three years. My wife has never laid the bed. Sometimes when I look at the bed, I'm shocked. Like everything is on the bed, Sam. That was what he said to me. I laughed. I said, man of God, it is not a laying bed uh, marriage. Be happy. You see, if you, if you don't, that, you see, when I preached on when, how to marry and stay married, I use this particular statement. Be happy. Just be happy. Be an emotionally balanced person. When you come and some things are not in order, don't start all over the place. You've come from work. When you come now, you're expecting them to meet you at the door, take your bag, give you a kiss, sing a song, and then put you in a chair, and it is not happening. And find you. Now, when you come, as soon as you come and you see your wife, my friend, my friend, my friend, get out, get out. 
Get out. What kind of house is this that when you come, nobody meets you well and whatever? We are in trouble. We will fight. We will fight. The sex will not be nice. When you are fighting and you are having sex, it's not nice. It's not nice at all. It's like rape. Yeah, it's not nice at all. One, one person's face is here. The other person's face is here. And you are, hey, it's not nice at all. When you are kissing her, it's like, hey, it's not nice at all. Emotional instability. Small thing. You are angry. And then it gets into wickedness. You start becoming wicked. You know that this person does not like this. You do it intentionally. Yeah. So that you can get something to say. Yes. We shouldn't marry you. You Don't propose to anybody. Nobody is supposed to marry you. Change. Tell neighbor, change. So, the word of God gives you emotional stability. Let me show you how it does that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Hey, sorry, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Let's read it in the Amplified. Wow. Fourth thing. So, I'll show you the fourth thing and then we'll close, okay? But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is actually talking about the fruit of the recreated human spirit. When you become born again, these are fruits that you bear as you focus on the word of God. Okay? The Bible says that Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. We are the fruit-bearing part of the vine. Isn't it so? So as the, the result of our life in Christ brings us these fruits, not temperament. Don't say me, I'm melancholic, so I am into details. What are you talking about? Pastor, this is how I am. I can't change. I am like a rock. What water do to a rock? To not change it. I'm unchanging, I'm unbending, I'm unflowing, I am on nothing. Wow. They said your food is not nice. Ah, baby, today there's too much salt. Hey, what? You, you have got I'm cooking for you, you don't like your saying it's too much salt. Take it and eat, media. Hey. trouble you are too emotional very easily touched like too sensitive instead of responding post- oh baby is that so yeah I didn't know to so okay next time I'll do well for you okay baby I love you when you finish I'll sort you out don't worry I'll give you something that is not so salt <laughs> hey. instead of talking like that you are a fool you say that hey you have gets these days, they don't cook for husbands. So you have get me, I'm cooking for you. You are, you are saying that it's too salty. My friend, you don't respect. This is why I don't, I don't like doing some things for you. This small thing that I did for you, look at what you will not appreciate me. And you, will say, you will not say that it's even nice and then you will enjoy it like that. You are saying that it's not nice. It, it's not nice. You too, you are not nice. Look at your, your foolish head. Hey. So because you are so emotional, when there's something happening, we can't talk. Like you are time bomb. You can't say, boom. For the next one week, we are not talking. For the next two weeks, something that the whole place is bombed. Because of one thing that we said. So you have husbands who can't talk. They are just looking at our, okay. Because when they say something, third world war will happen right now. Observers are worried, but they can't say anything. They can't say anything. If they talk, 
trouble. Hey! Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. Wow. Yeah. Small thing. Bomb. You are time bomb. Something will happen. It's either you cry. Eh? You will cry for three days. Or you the guy will get angry for one week. Yeah. He leaves the house very early in the morning so that he doesn't see you. Comes back late in the evening so that he doesn't see you. Hey. Because I said that you did this and I didn't like it. Ooh. Ooh. Charlie. Even my roommates were, were not behaving like that. When we're in school, our roommates will not be. Your roommate does something you don't like. You tell him, Charlie, my friend, this will be nonsense. Listen, one of the things that happened to me when I was in university was that they, they ate all my food. My roommates ate all my food all the time. Like, I'll cook. I was into cooking. So I'll cook. I don't have much resources. Do you understand? Like, I don't have much money. I didn't have much money to be buying so many things. I don't, Charlie, if I don't plan, I'm in trouble. So I have to cook. Mass, mass cooking. I can do stew. Eh? For the semester. <laughs> I'm not the one who said it. Pastor Papa is the one who said it. <laughs> you have to plan. There's some shit that you have to use in a setting where, like, you measure as you are taking the shit There's a spoon as you are taking it. You check. You shake it a little. This one will go for two, three weeks. You, you, you have more oil or something. But these boys. These roommates, they didn't care about your planning. They, they taught us faith. They taught us how to live by faith. By the time you come back from school, they have eaten everything. They still you cook for one week, you know. It's gone in one day. It's finished. So you have to live by faith the rest of the week. <laughs> even, our, even with that, we are not fighting for one week. Now that we are married, small thing. No talking for one week. Listen, communication is a lifeline of marriage relationships if this is not flowing you are in trouble so no matter what is happening do you advice my father gave me before i got married my father passed on about three or four years ago when i was getting married he said one thing to me he told me buy a bed that is not big buy a small bed yes what an advice he said buy a small bed i said ah we like his size so we can move around like you can I, you understand, you move your wife this way, your wife moved you this way, and you have not fallen, you move back. You are not falling. No, what's with this small bed? Then he said, I won't Understand what I'm saying? When you buy a small bed and you're offended about something in the day and you get on the bed, you will definitely have to touch the other person. The bed is so small, you can't lie on the wood at the edge. You will definitely touch somebody. And you can't take that. You want to sleep. Don't you want to sleep? Who doesn't like their sleep? Everybody likes their sleep. So you can't say, my friend, move. I'm sleeping. Move. You can't do that. You have to settle their problem so that you can have a good sleep. So the problem should not go beyond the day. It's scriptural. It says, do not let the sun set or go down on your anger. Lest you give Satan a footstool in your life. That's what the Bible says. So he was quoting scripture, but in a different way. I said, oh, I understand. I understand. So no matter the problem we've had during the day, we must settle it. So that we can, we like, all this, I'm angry for five years, for six years. You have emotional, it's like something wrong. You are crying for five days. 
crying for six weeks, angry for seven days. Like we have to fast before your anger will change. Oh, Charlie, it won't work. Nobody can do that work. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, bro, we can't do that. We can't do that. My mother also gave me one advice. She said, marry someone you can think with. Marry somebody you can think with. Yeah. Is it a good advice? These were the two advice. Mother, father, finish. Marry someone you can think with. Yeah. Someone you can live your life with. You know this person, you can't live life with the person. And you are saying yes, you are proposing. The person is a siphoner. The person is a vampire. Eh? The, 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 is it symbiosis? Symbiosis, right? Do you know symbiosis? Do you remember symbiosis? The person is a parasite in your life. The person is already taking from you. The relationship is not mutual. The person is your finances. She's just taking money from you or he's just taking, he's taking advantage of you. Some, you say, this is what I want. I don't know why sometimes most of us have our foolishness cap on. You just wonder. But from now, you have your wisdom cap on in Jesus' name. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, okay, or the work which His presence within accomplishes, the work which the Holy Spirit's presence in you, do you have the Holy Spirit? Not temperament. Holy Spirit, right? He says, He accomplishes this. First of all, love. So, He tampers with your emotions and gives you emotions of love. Instead of responding with hatred, you respond with love. The word of God gives you that emotional stability. You become a man or a woman full of love. Not full of hatred. When something happens, your response is that of hatred. No. There's something wrong. Then it says peace. Sorry. Joy. That is gladness. Not sadness or gloominess. Small thing now. Gloomy. Until we talk about the thing, we are not going to be happy. We are driving. All you can hear is. Hey! We have to park and talk and do some things. Do uh, introduction, body, conclusion. Paragraph one, two, three. And you mark it to see if it is correct before. Hey! Gloominess, eh? Gloominess, sadness, some wayness, it gives you joy, gladness. No matter the circumstance you find yourself in, your response, your emotion is that of joy, is that of love, is that of gladness. So we can flow. I mean, even if you are not happy, it's just for a short time. You cry small, we'll continue. Your husband would know that, oh, if my, my wife cries, it's just a, a few seconds. I can just hold her, say something to her, and she'll be fine, and I will continue. Not when we are holding, hey, leave me, leave me. You don't know how painful it is. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Your husband is trying, she's trying, she's trying to hold you. Leave me. Hey, don't touch me. Do you know how painful it is? <laughs> Shock. What should we do again? Me no other thing to it's not me. I'm not the one who did it. Though. You are not the, the man is not the one who did it, but 
the woman is not the one who did it. Someone did something somewhere to you that you got angry and you came, to, you brought the anger to the house. Everybody in the house must be sad because you are sad. You are the lion of the tribe of your home. When you come in and start shouting, hey, where's my food? Oh, baby, I'm finishing. Hey, hey, what's all this? What kind of house is this that you come? There's no food. Oh, brah, why? What is it? Someone did something to you out there. You have brought it home. You are emotionally unstable. You are an atomic bomb. Peace. Not war. Hmm? The Holy Spirit tampers your emotions. Makes you emotionally stable. You are a peaceful person. And you give peace. Yeah. Not a warrior. <laughs> Small thing I want to fight. Yeah, Obanyemi. Majibu. Majibu ba. Hey, ona. One guy woman said, listen, we, we, don't, we don't just quarrel, we beat. We beat. We don't just quarrel, we beat. I will beat. He was talking to the husband, no? I will beat you, you'll be surprised. You see, and a guy woman can beat you very easily. You know, most, most wives are stronger than husbands. If we are going to be beating, it will be a problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And you see a very tough woman telling you that we don't quarrel, we beat. What will you do in your house? <laughs> Even when you're not happy, you whistle around. Hey! You don't want us to be beaten. When you go to the house and they ask you what happened, oh, you say, oh, a frying pan just hit my eye as I was moving in the kitchen. You can't say much. Hey! Peaceful. Not war. Smart thing, nah, you bore. Smart thing. No, 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 no. Patience. Eh? An even temper. Forbearance. Even temper. You are even. You are not easily destabilized. Yeah. We can marry you. And you too, you can marry the other person. Evenly tempered. Look at all these things before you choose them. Yeah. Don't say they don't do to they don't do it to me, they do it to other people. Ah? Uh ah? -huh. Uh -huh. Sister. Oh, he doesn't do it to me. I see him doing it to others. So me, I'm fine. Ah, huh? <laughs> Ole, you know not. Neither do you understand. Your foolishness guides you in life. Hey, what are you talking about? That he doesn't do it to you, he does it to others. So it's fine. Hey, me, he doesn't beat me. I've seen him beating his sisters. <laughs> he says they are so stubborn. You will become stubborn when you get. You will become stubborn. Listen. Ah. <laughs> uh... Oh, pastor, I know that she's very disrespectful. I've seen her disrespecting her father and her mother. Yeah, because their father and the mother, the father doesn't understand how, hey, the father doesn't understand what? Who gave birth to who? You will see. You will know. When they are disrespecting you, you'll be shocked. Yeah. My wife says something. What you see is what you saw. What you see in your marriage today it's what you saw in your relationship yesterday. <laughs> it's a seesaw relationship, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bar. It's a bar. Hmm? So, Bishop Dawes said, yeah, what you see is what you saw. 
So if you are seeing some things in a relationship or you are seeing some things around her or around him now, that's it's not so consistent. Advise yourself. Okay? Kindness. What is the opposite of kindness? Wickedness. Isn't it? Yeah, wickedness. Yeah. People have emotions of wickedness, constant wickedness. Hmm? Advise yourself. The Holy Spirit makes you emotionally stable. It is emotional stability that makes a person qualifies a person for marriage. One of the major things that qualifies a person for marriage. If you are not, every time you'll be arguing over, over nothing, you'll be offended over, over nothing. They always say it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. It is little, little things that destroy marriages. Little, little things. It's not major things. Little, little things. How the kitchen w- was kept. How the bathroom was kept. Laying of bed. How the hall is looking. How, where the shoes are kept. What is happening with the bathroom. Where men's parts are kept. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, small, small things. There was a lady I knew when I was in university. And her roommate came, came to tell me something. And I said, hey, this girl will be in trouble one day. When she's in the men's room, she remove it and put it on the window. And forget it and bath and go. Wear a new one and go. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times, not six times, all the time. Yeah. She will leave it and go. Hey. How can you marry There are some things that are private. It must be private. Do you understand? Yeah. You see that your husband is not happy. When he says it, oh, that's how I am. You will not make an effort to change. That's how you are. How are you? <laughs> Advise yourself. Hallelujah. Goodness. Benevolence. Faithfulness. Next verse. It's nice. I mean, you should read it for yourself. So this is what the Holy Spirit does. This is what the Word of God does. The knowledge of God's Word gives you an even temper, even emotion. Smooth one. Gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control. You need self-control. You need someone who is self- if, if a guy cannot keep away from you sexually, don't marry the person. Don't choose somebody like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is true that he is attracted to you. And it is true that she's attracted to you. Why, why? If you are not attracted to each other, why are you marrying? We are attracted to each other. That's one of the major reasons why we are marrying. We all, no chain. We are all interested, isn't it? But we must keep ourselves for marriage. You must practice self-control into marriage. Or else, when you marry... What shows that he will not leave you and go somewhere else? Somewhere else. When he was not married to you, it was okay to sleep with you. When he's not married to somebody else, it will still be okay to sleep with the person. Do you understand? If you don't check yourself now, when you get married, like I said earlier on, marriage accentuates your sexual desires rather than calming it down. And you may not get it all the time. We don't have sex morning, afternoon, evening, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, midnight. All the times, like we are having sex. All sex is important, but it, it forms about ten percent of the relationship because you don't have sex every time. Do you understand? 
So if you don't learn to control yourself, self-restraint, continence, self-control, you marry and then you start. When you are not available, you have traveled for three months or two months, <laughs> your husband will do you bye-bye at the airport. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. Where you go? <laughs> Baby, where are you? Charlie, we have two months old. We have two months. I'm available. Are you available? Yes, I'm also available. <laughs> By the time you come back, a lot of things have happened. And maybe he has caught HIV. And when you come... You can't say you should go and do tests before you sleep with him. You come. Oh, baby. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you too. He's lying. Yes, yeah, don't miss you. And he'll give you the HIV. And he'll give you some strange sickness. Something. Wow. So self-control is very important. Okay? Number four. Have I preached to you? The word gives you knowledge of the needs of the opposite sex. It gives you knowledge of the needs of the opposite sex as a single person. So that before you enter, you know what a woman... Women are different from men, and men are different from women. For instance, a woman does not need sex. She does not need sex. Most women whose husbands have died have not remarried. Why? Because they don't want the stress of waking up in the, in the night, someone waking up, you are, in the, you are sleeping in the night, then the hand will be passing around you. Baby... Baby. Baby. Hey! What a shock. She doesn't want that stress. So she's, when the husband dies, it's finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a woman in the Bible called Anna, the prophetess Anna. She was married for seven years or eight years. And after the time the Bible was uh, uh, writing, they were writing about her, she was about 84 years. She was married for only seven years. And her husband died. And she didn't marry. She was 84 at that time. Wow. She has stayed alone for so many years. Women don't, that is not it for them. A woman likes affection. And her affection follows where her communication goes. So you need to learn. As a guy, you need to learn what a woman needs. Not what you need. What happens is that most men want to meet the ladies with what they need. And supply their need with what they need. She doesn't need sex. She, she may enjoy it, but that's not her real need. Her real need is affection, time, communication, being around, being caring. Whilst a man's need is sex. Yeah. So as a lady, you should know that a man's need is sex. Don't marry and say that, uh, baby, I think we should be having sex once every two weeks. What do you think? That's, that's, that's what I really enjoy. So let's do it like that, okay? Sister, you didn't read about men. You didn't read. You didn't read. Ask your mommy, she will tell you. You didn't read. Read the Bible, you will know. And read godly books about marriage. You don't know about it. The earlier you start reading, the better. You need knowledge concerning it. Good books that are in line with the word of God. Do you understand? Yeah, you didn't read. You didn't know that a man's need, one of his primary needs is sex. 
So you are married now and you are blocking your husband. Excuse, oh baby, I'm tired though. Uh, I'm really tired. Hey, today the yeah, I really suffered in the market though. You are disbelieving him. Meanwhile, the whole day in his mind, as he's moving on, he's been tempted by many ladies. Many see bottoms, breasts, bottoms, breasts, bottoms. Most guys have breasts and bottoms in their mind throughout the day. Am I lying, guys? When I was in school, eh, there was a boy. When I was in university, there was a guy who had a special bag. And he made all of us get that bag because we realized that we all had a similar problem. We used to have backpacks. Eh? You sit in a trotter. As the trotter is going, the trotter is just shaking. It's shaking. And the thing is just shaking like that. Shaking. By the time you're getting down from the trotter, you, ha- you have had an erection. It has, an, it has a mind of its own. My guys, not true? It has a mind of its own. It can rise when you don't want it to rise. Like you say, hey, hey, what are you doing? You say, no, no, we are coming. Wow! So he got a bag that he can put around this, this way. That covers, it covers, it's a prophetic bag. So when he's getting out of the car, he just covers and then he just moves around. Yeah, man. We realize that we, need, we all need such bags. Wow. Yeah. So we don't, don't marry and then you are like, oh, I don't feel like having... Listen, that is, what, that is what we are into. Meet him at the point of his need. Am I lying? Yes, that's what I mean. That is it. The guy has kept himself uh, now that he's married to you. You are doing... Come see, come sir. Come see, come sir. My friend, we are married. Let's be happy. Marriage bed undefiled. Let's be happy. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning. It's like a, a, a pill. Three times. Once, three times daily. Or twice, three times daily. No load shedding. No doom. So nothing. We are flowing. So you have your mind for day. There's one advice my wife has for those who are marrying. When we are counseling them. And we start talking about sex. You say... Your mind for day. That's it. Your mind for what? Your mind for day. Know what you are doing. If you don't read the Bible, if you don't read good books, you don't know about it. And so you don't know what you are getting into. You don't know the needs of the other person. Hallelujah. The need of a man is respect. Not love. Respect and honor. Do you see? Respect and what? Anna, that's one of the major needs of a man. As you read the Bible, you see it. As you read books, you know it. That the man that is not love. It, the Bible never said, wives, love your husbands. There's never a place like that. Because a wife loves the, the husband. But the wife is supposed to respect Anna, the husband. Okay? Yeah. Don't say things that makes, it, makes him feel less of himself you have a problem. Don't act in a way that makes him like he's nothing. You have a problem. Look at First Peter chapter 3. Let's read from verse 2 so that you understand it. He says, well, let's read from verse 1 so it makes more sense. Likewise, you guys, be in subjection to your own husbands that if any obey not the word, they may without the word be warned by the conversation of the wives. Have you seen it? Yeah. Next time. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Let's read the Amplified from verse 2. 
when they observe, when, it says when your husband observes the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourselves. So when you are getting married, you should know that you should be conducting yourself in a pure and a modest way. Hmm? Learn. If you don't learn, you will not know. What you are not committed to learn, you never know. Your age notwithstanding. They know not, neither do they understand. My people perish because of the lack of knowledge. If you don't learn, you will never know. What you are not committed to learn, you will never know. So if you don't learn, and you make so many mistakes, you don't use sex to keep a man. Don't say, Pastor, if I don't give it to him, he will not stay. Sister, giving it to him will let him go away. Even quicker. Okay? He should have learned this a long time ago. It's, it's not like, that's not what keeps a man. What is on you that is not on the next lady by you? Do you have breasts? Does a lady by you have breasts? They have breasts. Every lady has breasts. It's just different sizes. And a man can say, I like big size. He's lying. He's lying. We don't know what we like. It's the truth. Variable X. Anything. Yeah. You see a man who says, I like slim ladies. The next one you see is a plump lady. He's with a plump lady. It's, that is not, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Zero to infinity, where anything goes. All water now, water. So don't say, oh, I'm using sex too. You are joking, please. When they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourselves, together with your reverence, now, look at it. It says, reverence, say reverence. Do you understand reverence? Respect, deep respect. You should learn that a husband, a man who is going to be your husband or whoever you are going to get married to would want you to respect him. That's his need. He wants you to revere him. He says, for your husband, you are to feel for him all that reverence includes. Then he starts mentioning, you are to respect, defer to. Can you defer to your husband? Like you're having a discussion, you know that yours is right. And then you say, oh, but baby, you there. What you are saying, let's do what you are saying. Can you do that? Or you say, hey, what are you talking about? This is it. This is the right thing. We are doing it now. Wow. Defer to. Revere him. You are to honor, esteem, appreciate, prize, and in the human sense, to adore him. Do you understand adoration? The way you come to church, Lord, I adore you. Can you then cry? Oh, my, this is my worship. <laughs> All of my worship. <laughs> the Lord says, give that to your husband too. Hey. Can you? <laughs> that's why you need to learn. Yes, that's why you need to learn. If you don't learn, you don't know what you are doing. You enter the marriage, you are confused. You are living as the day goes by. But it's not like that. He needs respect. He needs honor from you. Appreciate, prize. In the human sense, to adore. That is to admire. You must admire. Can you imagine your, your husband also is looking for your admiration with what he's doing? When he finishes preaching, you should tell him, you did well. It was a very powerful message. Not, hmm, you didn't say this one well. I don't think you, you did this well. You were looking at this girl too much as we were preaching. Hey. Jebre, Tubre, Eo Elbre, Vubrayon, Nubre, Eobre. Boys and girls are tired. 
Wow. Deeply love and enjoy your husband. If you don't read, you will not know. Hmm? If you don't read, you will not know. So the word of God gives you knowledge of the needs of the opposite sex. For a husband, he says, love your wife. So if you are not ready to love, don't marry. Hmm? To teach you that you need to love. Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church, and gave himself for her, that he might cleanse it by the washing of water by the word. Let's read that King James, please. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. He says, Christ in his perfect state is married to a church, and he gives himself for it, first of all. So if you are, you are a man, and you are getting married, you should know that you are going to be dying for your wife. Eh? Are you ready to die? Are you ready for your wife to walk on you as carpet? The one to go down is the husband, not the, not the wife. You must die for your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to die? No. You must learn to die. He gave himself for it. Then he says, so that he might sanctify it. And cleanse it with the washing of water by the way. So he's letting you know that the wife is not perfect. You have a responsibility of washing her. Do you wash your clean clothes? You don't wash, you only wash your dirty clothes. So if you are saying wash, then it means that what you are getting is dirty. Your wife will dirty herself in many ways, in many forms. She will offend you in many ways, in many forms. She may insult you, she may do something you don't like, she may say something, she may act in a certain way. Wash. Wash and wear. Eh? Wash and what? Wear. You are going to be washing her with the word of God, with patience, with kindness, with love, with forgiveness. Are you ready to forgive? Yeah, as a husband. That's what the Bible says you should do. Do you understand? So the knowledge of God's word gives you information concerning the opposite sex, the need of the opposite sex, so that you meet those needs. When you get in there hallelujah. hallelujah have i preached to you yeah. have you learned anything since you came so choose a life partner who has a presence of god number one who has purpose number two and who has knowledge of god's word and hence is emotionally balanced knows or has an identity in christ knows his self-worth in christ and has a consciousness of the needs of the other sex and you have a good choice but on top of it or the cherry of it is to pray because all these things can be in place <laughs> but the person will surprise you surprise prayer is what to make you handle the surprises when they come in jesus name amen wow i've been blessed what a blessing God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.